0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here, and I have with us again, joining us, uh, just a gentleman that I love chatting with and learning more from. We have with us David Lowe, his MS, PhD, former professor, and counselor who today does uh, dream work. And today we're gonna be talking about dream symbolism. This is gonna be really fun. I'm excited to to hear all of this. First off, welcome, David. Thank
1: you so much, Paul, for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Um, Welcome to you as well for being a wonderful host. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you, thank you. Would you uh, like to share um, any bit of background or anything before we jump into this fun topic?
1: Sure, um, you know, 40 years of a recording dreams, 30 years following a guru, two advanced degrees, uh, three months of pilgrimage in India and South America, blah, 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 you know, a lot of, well, lots of powerful experiences, and uh, none of it may mean much, but it, in my case, it might.
2: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, married 25 years, happily married 25 years, another issue. Right.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, let's let's talk about, you know, what we see in our dreams and so what would you say are symbols or themes, those type of thing? Well,
1: what symbols are, are symbols are things that stand in for something else. So a ram frequently refers to male sexuality or some, something aggressive which pushes, you know. The ocean, the water, often refers to profound emotions that you can drown in or become blissful in. Um, the sky can be God or, um, you know, wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Um, you know, symbols can be anything, but they are they, you know, stand in for something else because uh, dream language um, can't come to us literally because because we all have different languages. Um, the dream language speaks in, in in a universal way. It takes basically fundamental perceptions that we all have and organize them into symbols and that way it can communicate to anyone in any culture at any time so yeah that's symbols um, um archetypes are real important to understand basic patterns from higher reality upon which things similar things are based like like masculinity for example there is a archetype of you know, halfway between the earth and god there's there's kind of an element of half form, profound reality. That's where the archetypes are, you can think. Reality isn't all the way crystallized yet, okay? But you can, there are patterns upon which basic, basic things are, are molded. So all the examples of masculinity on the earth can come out of one basic foundational masculinity. You can think of an archetype like that. That's not quite what it is, but it's close enough by way of spiritual description, kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I would think that can be confusing. So if different symbols mean different things, how do we how do we realize what they mean?
1: We realize what they mean by feeling with our bodies what they seem to be saying. I mean, in, in some cases you can indeed, I mean, a lot of the times you can get a rough idea by thinking sideways at it or thinking poetically about it thinking about language and pun association with it you can you can get a sense of, of of what the simple means you can really only fathom it more deeply by feeling it in your body because a dream wants to express our emotional issues it wants to show us ways that we can get around and work through patterns of thinking which confine us
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um maybe the best way to think about it is you know um, um we all have like a basic perception. We all have different languages, or we all have different cultures, right? But beneath all language, beneath all culture, there's basic humanity, as it were. Before literacy, before... So that, we all have the same basic perceptions of reality. Before, before our minds do anything with that reality in terms of our original language, culture, and so forth. So that basic perception is what is the material that the dream source works with. It, the, the dream sort of clothes our issues with those basic perceptions, arranged in a way that's appropriate for us to 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 to, to, uh, to relate to. That's kind of what symbols are. That's how symbols are formulated, if you will.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. What is the universal language? Well, that, you know what I
1: just described. Oh, is it's difficult to, you know, the same like uh, a fish. A fish means something different to someone in Alaska who fishes for them versus somebody living in Kansas, who's hardly ever heard of them, hardly ever okay. seen
0: them. Okay.
1: So yeah. a fish means different things to different people. We all we all know what a fish is intellectually, but we have different emotional associations with it. Okay. So, um, uh, a fish is a symbol often referring to instinctual drives and something very deep instinctual primordial primitive in the brain if you will okay but the but the precise way that fish is used to refer to something is going to vary from person to person it also has a spiritual association you know, the, uh, the 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 um uh, the symbol or password that early Christians used back when they were being persecuted by the Romans in the first century involved the Greek word and symbol for a fish. And so you sometimes see fishes on the, on the back of people's cars, which indicate their affiliation with the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the word, the, the word the, a fish has lots of associations for um, lots of people. But yet yeah, think in terms of those basic perceptions. Free language, free culture. You're just born. You're learning stuff from the, you know, sensation comes in all five senses. That is the alphabet, if you will, that dreams work with.
0: Yeah.
1: And we all have that same alphabet of perceptions. Yeah. And it organizes them perceptually into symbols for us to relate to them through.
0: So let's say I have a dream. Maybe one is... No literacy. No
1: literacy is required at all. Yeah. No literacy whatsoever. When, That's why letters, language has nothing yeah. to do with some, go, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just thinking that if I have a dream where maybe I see an owl or I have a dream where I fall off a cliff then what I really need to look at is how that made me feel. What what my intuition is.
1: Yeah, feeling is the most important element of a person's experience in dreams. Certainly. Um, but what you would need to look at is what are your poetic or sideways or artistic associations with those things and those events and what are you feeling and what events have recently been happening in your life which are a little bit out of the ordinary okay so recent recent events in your life which are a little bit out of the ordinary um, the particular way that you relate poetically, or 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 or, or artistically, the to, to, to the particular thing that you saw in a dream, and um, yeah, so that's that's how you would tune into and fathom what the dream trying to say in super basic terms. Um, yeah, and I mean, a lot of symbols have pretty direct associations, but a lot of them don't. Not all dreams reflect what things that we originally. Things that we are doing over the last few days of our life, sometimes dreams can reflect or talk about something of a more profound, perennial part of your life. Something, something that is something that it's been trying to get across for you for months and months and years and years. But for the most part, dreams concern themselves with things that we've been thinking about and doing over the last few days, in one way or another. Yes. Oh my
0: gosh, that is so fascinating, and what is what does it mean the difference you may have one person that they're just waking up remembering their dreams every night every morning and then someone who very seldom remembers their dreams what is that difference
1: well nobody really knows completely why we don't all remember our dreams every night because we do know we do know that everybody dreams every night so but we don't know why we don't all remember at least some you know because because we don't so i can't answer i can't completely answer that question what i can say is that anyone who wants to remember their dreams can increase the likelihood of doing so by taking a greater interest in their spirituality and doing some specific things or specific things which encourage dream remembrance namely saying to yourself at night at nighttime i will remember my dreams right or um Getting getting a journal, starting a dream journal, putting it next to your bed at night with a pen. That way, if you do things with you, actually do things with your body. Go buy a book about dreams and read it. You know, yeah. you're doing things. God, you're you're putting God on notice. Hey, I'm interested. You know,
0: yes.
1: And get out of your comfort zone. Do things that get some thoughts and feelings moving around. Some uncomfortable, maybe less, maybe less than comfortable thoughts and feelings moving around in your body mind complex. Because, you know, if you, we all have to embrace everything ultimately. And spiritual growth is going to involve getting out of our comfort zone. So even if it's only just a little bit, do something by way of getting out of your comfort zone, by way of your greater spiritual initiative, and you will start getting stuff in dreams. Wow. But yeah, take an interest in them. Take an interest.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And what would you say are some of the most, Profound basic symbols that that we can see The example
1: I like to use to that is the notion of earth air fire water and ether those basic elements, right? Um, Those basic elements occur in the in in the mythologies and literatures of almost all major ancient cultures Which tells you something Um, Earth air fire water and ether have no empirical reality they do have a deeper spiritual reality okay and so there are symbols representing each each of those things and each of those things can 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 be resembled in more or less an approximate way by a lot of similar symbols but air of course the sky the air the wind earth of course the ground rocks solidity fire heat you know the flames and everything water the trickling water the Oshawa, the, the ocean that you fall into, water, ether, the spaces, the sky. So, you know, those five elements, basic elements, have symbolic representation. And they are, they are a very profound aspect of all our experiences. Although usually way beneath the radar in the background. Wow. Yeah, so, so water, sky, um, lots of basic symbols relating to our physical reality. Yeah, yeah. Sure, oh. sure. I mean, I mean, animal symbols, animals, almost always you know, something, something instinctual, some, some, some part of our being. Um, and animals have different associations. So, um, in the Native American tradition, there are all these more or less appropriate associations with different animals, like the squirrel. Yeah. Very industrious. Always working hard. They're getting it. They're they're putting away the nuts. They're getting ready for winter and so forth. The bear. Avuncular, strong, you know, em- all-embracing, warm, motherly thing, right? Um, you know, the crocodile, which is so frightening, so huge and dangerous dead. there are crocodile deities in the pantheons of more than two or three different indigenous tribal traditions, uh, because they're so powerful, you yeah. know, um, yeah. um snakes perhaps the most profound and multifaceted animal symbol it can relate to sexuality it can relate to um, it can relate to being devious and cunning it can relate to being wise and smart it can relate to uh, to to being hidden and subtle it can relate to vet. it it often relates to spiritual initiation because when you get bitten by a snake right um, yeah. Your body starts to transform. If you get bitten by a poisonous snake, your body starts to transform, although not in a good way. But your body starts to transform. And so that quite often, that uh, being being bitten by a snake often represents spiritual initiation. Very often. Yeah, and of course the Kundalini go, going up the spine and all that sort of thing. It's, it's very, very profound. The snake, the serpent.
0: Wow. Yeah. So- We really, so would you say we need to realize that our dreams are trying to tell us something?
1: Well, yeah, you see, this is the amazing thing to consider. We all have psychic faculties, right? And some of us have special gifts like clairvoyance or, you know, um, psychic whatever, this or or that particular type of seeing energy in people, being a healer. Um, But we but everybody has basic psychic faculties, which are always always scanning higher reality. Because we, we're all destined for enlightenment sooner or later, which means that we all have these faculties which are always looking ahead to see potentially easier way of doing things and of accomplishing things, better attitudes to take towards things. And these are options, right? So the, 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 these psychic faculties sense this stuff in the future and present, and 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 they report back to us in dreams okay i mean way beneath the radar in the higher dimensions our minds are thinking and stretching our subconscious goes out forever it's what's amazing to think about but you know our 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 thinking our minds our thought processes occur in higher dimensions it's not a three-dimensional thing you can think of our our minds kind of pervade everywhere and in deeper deeper levels of reality so that our minds are always sensing and feeling out into the ether of time space any potential interferences, problems, issues with other with other people that we have karmic involvements with. Mm-hmm. And they report back to us in dreams.
2: Yeah.
1: And if if we ignore our dreams, our life will probably be okay, like every most people's lives are most of the time in the natural in the natural course of events. But the option always exists for us to look at our dreams because because they're they're always trying to give us information of how to go about things more easily better mm-hmm. practical issue pra- practical advice on things about better attitudes things to do to avoid this um to avoid a problem which you'll otherwise have six months down the line so that information is on offer all the time because so you just have to look at it you know so i mean dreams they really are the the most common and universal avenue we all have to relate to higher reality and i mean it, it matters to some of us more than others someone like yourself or maybe me we we're pretty we do our spiritual work a lot we've been through a great deal we look at our dreams for decades and decades so our dream life is maybe more playful and not as serious as it were as a lot of folks is dream life but a lot of people out there who are struggling with life going through issues it could be so much easier. You just look at your dream and try to try to fathom what they're saying. Yeah. So that information is on offer all the time, and you know more and more people are tuning into it. But I, there's a great deal, great deal of awareness building needs to occur needs to occur around dreams. I think. Yeah.
0: Tell us, uh, hmm. tell us the work you do with your clients.
1: What I do. I, I need to get to know the person first. Basic demographic information, you know, who's alive, who's dead, age, what they're doing, family configuration, um, any issues with the family, people's, people not talking to each other, that sort of thing, basic health issues, and personal hangups and issues, what, what your mind's dwelling on. That's sort of, I mean, dreams are often painfully, painfully personal. In what they communicate to people, but the more that I can know about the dream in that regard the better Because what what your mind is dwelling on what you've been going through recently is going kind to of have a lot to do with why the dreams happening um, So I gather information before I know any before I know a thing about the dream even the simplest dream the most simple basic dream Can reveal a lot in conjunction with that that specific knowledge about the person then 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 the client tells me the dream ideally he writes it ahead of time so i can look at it for a bit but he can tell me the dream and we go over how he feels what does it feel like when you tell it? Is there do you understand better now what it might be telling you now that you're retelling it to to to, to, to a dream worker you know yeah. what i do is i get the client to discover the meaning for himself because i can only the dreamer can know what can really know what a dream means. Uh, the the, the uh, dreamers are often way off at first because they take they often tend to take things literally instead of symbolically. Mm-hmm. But once they tune into a more symbolic, deeper understanding, basic deeper understanding of what their dream is, then only they can really know what it's precisely what it's saying. So I help them discover the deeper dimension, and they take it from there. You know, so we go over you know the dream. they're feeling what they think it means um, and then we start working with we we might start talking to dream characters to see what each object or character in the dream is trying to tell the client Um, there are deeper we do um, dreams often dress up the same problem over and over again in different ways we have a certain pattern of thinking which keep us which which keeps us trapped um, in a certain routine a certain way of thinking about ourselves we keep ourselves locked into certain limits and so forth. Dreams want to point that out to us. They illustrate that again, 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 in different ways. And the greatest art of good dream work is to look beneath the dream and see the subtext, see what I call the action template, what's really going on in the dream. And when we get to that, that's when it, that's when it gets powerful for the client. We do that when we start to work with the symbols and the imagery. Um, What's more difficult to do over the phone is actual feeling work You can actually enact a dream on stage or in your room or in a good therapy You can get up and act it out which brings it to life more more readily than you would just sitting there talking about But we we can start to do that over the phone and Skype and so forth. Yeah By yeah, so that's getting information looking at the dream and leading the client to his or her own understanding.
2: Yes.
1: Own more sophisticated understanding of what it means.
0: And uh, do me a favor, please share your website with everyone, David.
1: Yeah, it's David Lowe, MSPhD, David Lowe, no E on the name, David Lowe, L O W, Masters of Science, MSPhD.com, David Lowe, MSPhD.com. I love it.
0: Yeah,
1: that, that's easy to remember. Uh, David. Now, david at worldspiritual.com is the email
0: excellent excellent so these dreams are messages okay david who's sending those messages Is, is it a variance of sources
1: it would be you know the big heavyweight god this great complex huge unimaginably profound thing we can't really refer to that we have to refer to different different kind of sub sub breakdowns and in, in in the great uh, great organization of supernatural forces out there affecting us without us realizing it
0: but I'm stands, love the angels are the angels you
1: know, I, I would say you can you can think of the angels um that's a valid way of understanding the particular aspect of deity that looks over each of us you know i mean sometimes those angels can be a little bit off and warped if the person has has a very difficult karma to go through but But for the most part, we can think of our angels as arranging the symbols. The angels are the ones who design the dreams. You think of it that way. And, um, you know, our angels are aware of all the things affecting us. I mean, think of an individual's karma, your genetics. There are genetic memories, genetic karmic memories, connections with people from other lifetimes. I mean, tons of connections with people from this lifetime, needless to say. Mm -hmm. Memories, sentiments, you know, everyone in your background reminds you has has a specific association. There are people that you offended in small ways 20 years ago. There are people that you bonded with in small ways 15 years ago. There's all sorts of things that you did which had unintended consequences, good or bad. All, All that is... Yeah, I mean, all that is, it's, it's your karma. It's like, a, like an infinitely complex series of tentacles going out everywhere, you know. The angels know all that for each of us. And I guess they must try to portray for us alternatives
0: yeah.
1: of what we might do to go through life. So, you know, again, most folks who just ignore their dreams, okay, just go through life and you'll die when you'll do whatever and you'll die. But if you tune into your dreams, you're gonna be happier sooner and you'll avoid obstacles that you, would other, that you otherwise would have had to go through. Um, that's the best advertisement for them. It does take time and effort. But I mean, even if it's only 10 minutes a day, you know, jot down two or three bullet points of major things that you saw. Think for one minute, just knock your head against the wall for one minute of as what it might be saying. And then um, write down some questions and frustrations in in your diary. Keep a journal. If if, if you can do that three times a week for for 10 minutes, three times a week with your dreams and your intuitions and hunches, and you have that dialogue going that you didn't have going before, and things because of that effort, things will gradually start getting clearer. You'll gradually be able to tune into your dreams more than you did before. Yeah, so I'm, but talking to other people, uh, doing dream work with others is crucial.
0: Yeah, I love it. So I can journal, track my dreams, and I can contact you and you can help me understand. It's
1: great. It's great if you can contact me or someone like me. That's fabulous. But I emphasize with enough, with enough, with enough uh, gumption and motivation, you can do this yourself. Fifteen minutes a day. Get out your symbol dictionary. Simple dictionaries are simple dictionaries are only so useful, but but they are helpful up to a point. Get your symbol dictionaries. Look online. You know to do your own poetic. There, there are all sorts of ways that I can tell you how to do this. But yeah. Um, yeah, just do your own journaling. Think about those three steps. Write down some basic bullet points. What you experience. Think about what they might be trying to tell you, and then just question them. I'll give me another message. Give me a chance. Uh, come on. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, and there needs to be that that wondering. There needs to be that curiosity and seeking. And they will answer. They,
0: will, they answer. will answer. Oh, this is so fascinating. With about one minute left in the show, what what last message do you want to share? I mean, this this has been so fascinating and powerful.
1: Yeah, I can help hey it's fun to do and if you're okay if you are going through a, a well, anybody but a difficult time in your life there's lots of turmoil lots of changes and especially if there are things which could happen which might be really dangerous or disadvantageous or hurtful to you unless you do just the right thing um then give me a call and we can help you fathom what's going on in all great likelihood you will come away with a very powerful sense of what's happening what you should and shouldn't do more so than you did before so that would be you know a lot of changes turmoil in your life turning points you know wondering about things these are what dreams are for they're out there to help us get closer to god quicker
0: i love it oh david thank you so much i just I just so enjoy chatting with you.
1: David at worldspirituality.com. Paula, you are the greatest host out there, especially oh, with
0: that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Love, hugs and blessings, David.
2: Okay, you too, Paula.
0: And everyone out there, love, hugs and blessings. Thank you.
2: You need to get away, to reignite. And you know what? You deserve it. Make the choice to get regrounded, refresh, Recalibrate, refocus. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired and the radio show Finding Your Joy is partnering with personal development and life enhancement coach Tiffany Van Heel of Ignite by Design to bring you a week of rejuvenation. Their first experimental retreat is slated for Sedona in the fall of 2019. With more details to be unveiled soon, you'll be treated to yoga twice a day, personal development segments, coffee chats, champagne socials, hikes, massage, and quality time to do what you you choose. Choose happy. The intention is to become fully present and allow yourself to savor the experience through your senses. This is where you find your joy. Interested in more information? Visit reignitebydesign.com.